Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Monday, November 8th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $65,302.46, up 5.35%. Ethereum at number two, $4,709.33, up 3.13%. Binance Coin, number three, $642.17, down 0.58%. Solana, number four, $241.76, down 4.68%. Tether at number five, $1. Number six, Cardano, $2.05, up 2.75%. XRP at number seven, $1.26, up 8.93%. Polkadot at number eight, $52.51, up 1.32%. Dogecoin, number nine, 26 cents, up 2.7%. And last but not least, number 10, USD coin, $1. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So what we got is greed at 75 Yesterday was greed at 73. Last week was greed at 74. And last month was greed at 72. So let's get a look at our five articles today. Article number one is, I spent hours waiting to find out what an NFT looks like in real life. Article two, Kiyosaki. The US stock market is headed for a giant crash followed by a new depression. Here are the only three assets he likes as protection. Article three, what happens if Elon Musk sells 10% of his Tesla stock? Article four, Bitcoin, dealing with this right now will determine the scope of long-term returns. And last but not least, the main topic today is three metaverse cryptos to buy as decentralized virtual reality takes off. All right. So before we get into the articles, I just want to say welcome to everyone. Uh, Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Thank you so much for all my supporters. You've been listening to the podcast, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, or Google. And thanks so much for the people that's been watching the videos on YouTube. So please, again, like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out greatly. So let's get into it. Everyone, article number one is, I spent hours waiting to find out what an NFT looks like in real life. Beeple's $69 million NFT was going on display. I went out to see it. New York City has been filled with NFTs this week. Since Monday, hundreds, if not thousands of people have darted between talks, galleries, hangouts, parties, and other events assembled for and by the usually all online NFT community to talk about the future of art hype the space, and discover new and potentially soon-to-be-explosive projects. The result has been an exceptional number of hours spent in Times Square, one surprise strokes, concert, and a lot of dudes wearing crypto merch. Capping it all off was a two-part event on Thursday called Dreamverse, hosted at the expansive music venue Terminal 5. The venue is tucked in between the car dealerships and wedding dress shops that inexplicably line the western edge of Manhattan beneath Central Park. For most of the afternoon, the event transformed Terminal 5 into a digital art gallery showcasing rising NFT artists like Cinderella. It turned back into a nightclub in the evening 
drawing in crowds with a headline performance by Alesso, a popular Swedish DJ, and what the event planners promised would be the inaugural showcase of Beeple's $69 million NFT. I skipped out on most of the week's programming, but felt compelled to find out what it meant to see the so-called authorized debut of a work that I have already seen many, many, many times online and can download in 21,000 by 21,000 resolution whenever I'd like. The file is a browser-breaking 319 megabyte large. I was also conveniently assigned to cover the event after I mentioned it in a week in a meeting this week. Our editor-in-chief asked me to report back on the party, so I trekked up to Terminal 5, not once, but twice to check it out. The gallery and subsequent party unveiling were separated by a four-hour gap, during which I ate a burrito and watched YouTube videos in the Verge's office. The gallery itself was very much like a normal art gallery, except filled with TVs and dudes wearing wag-me hoodies. For all discussion around the NFTs meant for art, it turns out they mean very little so far for displaying art to the public. Dozens of pieces were on display around the venue, rotating in and out on the many TVs that had been mounted throughout the space to present the entirely digital works. Some were animated, some were still but mostly it was a space to showcase a style of art that's popular online. Glossy with a sci-fi edge and occasional grotesque element, but wouldn't show up in a traditional gallery. The event was put together by Metapurse, the group behind the $69 million acquisition of a Beeple NFT back in March. And the art they curated largely felt like works that could live within the same world as Beeple. One piece from Pussy Riot showed a man pig hybrid crawling toward a grave with a large vaginal opening. Another work showed a figure in a Guy Fox mask holding a glowing Bitcoin. The artworks were labeled with QR codes, which all seemed to direct to Twitter accounts rather than a blockchain address or NFT marketplace. The venue contained three floors of this occasional series of TVs, glowing tubes of light for decor and a VR installation in one spot in which you could uh, walk through a virtual NFT gallery inside the real NFT gallery, plus a roof space on top where most notably there was sunlight and smoking was allowed. When I wandered up to the roof, I found a bunch of people crowded around a man holding what appeared to be a deck of tarot cards. People gaped and cameras pushed in as he showed off a single card as part of what I assumed was some sort of magic trick. Do you know who this guy is? Asked the man next to me. Neither of us knew who he was. He turned out to be Toi Dabur, one of the managers of Metapurse and a central figure of the event. There were lots of small confusions like this. So many of the people I talked to told me that they were interested in NFTs, but they weren't as into it as the other people there. Or at least the NFT fiends we all imagined were around us. These gallery goers weren't holding the blue chip NFTs. They couldn't recognize Tu Dabur or Meta Kovan, the two Meta Purse leaders, although a line of several dozen people formed at one point to take selfies with Beeple, who was a neatly dressed in blue sweater over a white Oxford. One person I spoke to who told me he's more into Bitcoin than NFTs said he was skeptical of NFTs value, but came because he wanted to see what a digital art gallery looked like. As I left, he followed me after me to make a suggestion for my article, imploring me to put in something about the emperor's new clothes. It's crazy, bro. We are living in a mm, video game. 
when I came back around 8 p.m. for the party and people unveiling, many of the art displays had vanished and the venue was getting packed. There were a bunch of guys in board eight ape yacht club hoodies who walked and someone walked around in a spacesuit and an, or an ordinate number of women wearing berets. One guy wearing a bored ape hood told me the Dreamverse event was too expensive and another NFT party was more popping. He didn't own an ape, but he got invited as a plus one to the bored ape party the night before, where Aziz Ansari came on stage to introduce a performance by Beck. After that, Chris Rock came on stage to introduce a performance by The Strokes. Ah, I think so. These people own hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of NFTs that they refuse to sell and get to see my favorite band play for free. How lovely. Another guy in a board ape hoodie who owns a mutant ape but not an ape proper told me he was given a ticket to Dreamverse for free by a guy he just met who couldn't make it. It's all about the NFT community element, he said. He's, and the ticket gifter had spent the previous night on a scavenger hunt across the city that was somehow related to a pseudonymous NFT figure named Wag Me San. It's crazy, bro. We are living in a mm, video game, he shouted at me. Unfortunately for me, a journalist who had come primarily to report on what people's artwork looked like in person, the NFT was not yet on display at this point. Beeple himself was hanging out in a corner holding beer and chatting with some people. Though, so I figured I'd say hi. I'd spoken to him earlier this year and I figured I should get a quote for this article. But a bouncer pushed me away when I got too close. People left moments later. Eventually, an opening DJ went out and played for a while. Then he went off and a bunch of Kanye remixes played for a while. The Beeple was still not on display. Sometime afterward, I ended up in a conversation with an artist and an employee of a major NFT exchange. He asked me for my honest feelings about NFTs. I hesitated before answering. We won't be offended, the artist said. I said that it's fascinating how many vibrant communities have formed around them and that I loved how they're directing money to artists. I also said I think NFTs are a pyramid scheme. The artist was offended. The other person said the blockchain is forever and that this imbues value. Finally, the music stopped and the lights came up and an MC came on stage. He was wearing a floral jacket and holding a large gavel that he had no point used. He told the audience that they have to download an app so we can all take part in a communal AR experience. Don't activate the app. Just download it, please, he pleaded. People started chanting for Alesso, he said, and they had to wait and please download the app. At this point, people was still not appeared. It was 11.30 p.m. and Terminal 5 is very far from my home. I wanted to get to bed, but I was also curious about how they were going to bring out people since the presentation Dreamverse promised. A bespoke tree-story, tall, hybrid, physical, and digital structure sounded elaborate and impressive. And there was no elaborate and impressive three-story, tall, hybrid, uh, physical, and digital structure in sight. It turned out that exquisite work of public relations was just code for a screen. The screen, which has been behind the opening act DJs all night, started flashing. The MC issued a half-hearted seizure warning, and eventually the Beepo appeared stretched across the display. A short animation played zooming into the Beepo, panning around, zooming out, panning, zooming in, showing the details, and then the aggregate repeating it's a few minutes long. Then the screen turned black and people cheered. 
Met of Kavan made and came on stage and said a few words. Thanks a lot, guys. See ya in the metaverse. Alessio came on. People cheered. I was ready to leave, but to fulfill my professional duties, I had to figure out what the AR app thing was all about. Everyone around me had their phones out, but they were all recording video of the Beeple debut. No one was actually using the app. My own internet connection had been too slow to download the app in time, so I asked the guy beside me what it was like. He couldn't get the app to work either. So I left. So what do you guys think about this whole journey into the NFT? I spent hours waiting to find out what an NFT looks like in real life. Comment down below and let me know what you think about this article. All right, let's keep on going. Article number two, Kiyosaki. The U.S. stock market is headed for a giant crash, followed by a new depression. Here are the only three assets he likes as protection. Expert predictions for a U.S. stock market correction are common these days. But thanks to a high inflation rates, rich dad, poor dad, author Robert Kiyosaki is calling for something much worse. Inflation rips off the poor. Inflation makes rich richer, he tweeted last week. Prepare giant crash, then new depression. It's not the first time Kiyosaki has sounded the alarm. In September, he told Kitco News that the biggest crash in world history would hit in October. While that prediction didn't even come close to being right, the S&P 500 climbed 6.9% last month. Kiyosaki isn't backing down from his ultra-bearish stance. In fact, the famous author reiterated his belief that there are only three smart investments to buy right now. Gold, silver, and Bitcoin. Let's take a look at this trio of safe havens. They could be worth buying with some of your leftover pennies. Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin because I do not trust Fed, Treasury, or Wall Street, Kiyosaki tweeted last month. Many considered the rise of Bitcoin a reflection of people's growing distrust in fiat money. Unlike fiat currency, Bitcoin can be printed out of thin air. Instead, the number of Bitcoins is capped at 21 million by mathematical algorithms. Year-to-date, the price of Bitcoin has already more than doubled. Investors can gain exposure to the world's largest cryptocurrency through the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF. Companies that have tied themselves to the crypto market like Coinbase and MicroStrategy present another option to capitalize on the crypto boom. Or you can buy Bitcoin directly. Today, many exchanges charge up to 4% in commission fees just to buy and sell crypto. But some investing apps charge 0%. And there's no need to buy a whole coin. You can just start with as little as $1. Gold. Many call crypto the new gold. But while Kiyosaki highly recommends Bitcoin, he still likes the good old yellow metal as a hedge against a looming downturn. Gold is the classic safe haven asset. Investors have leaned on it to help preserve their wealth for centuries. In times of crisis, demand for the precious metal often goes up. From 2007 to 2009, when the U.S. stock market tumbled amid this mortgage crisis, the price of gold surged more than 60%. You can buy gold coins and bars at your local bullion shop. You can also invest in ETFs like SPDR gold shares. Gold mining companies are another option. When gold prices increases, miners like Barrick Gold and Freeport McMoran can thrive. Gold has been trading sideways for several weeks. If you're on the fence about jumping in right now, some apps might give you a free share of a gold mining stock just for signing up. Three, silver. Silver may live in the shadow of both gold and Bitcoin, but Kiyosaki says it shouldn't be ignored. In fact, back in August, he tweeted that the gray metal is the best lowest risk high potential investment. 
Currently, silver prices are off about 50% from their all-time highs. Silver can serve as a store of value and a hedge against rising interest rates and spiking consumer prices. But it's more than just a hedge. Silver is widely used in the production of solar panels. It's also a critical component in many vehicles' electrical control units. This industrial demand, in addition to its effectiveness as a hedge, makes silver a very interesting asset class for investors. Just like gold, you can buy silver bullion. You can also invest in silver ETFs like the iShares Silver Trust. Meanwhile, silver miners such as Wheaton Precious Metals and Cooler Mining are also positioned perfectly for a silver price boom. The finest of safe havens, protecting your portfolio from ravages of inflation will become vital over the next several years. But you don't have to limit yourself to conventional asset classes to do it. If you want to invest in something that has little correlation with the ups and downs of the stock market, consider a real but overlooked asset like fine art. Contemporary artwork has already outperformed the S&P 500 by commanding 174% over the past 25 years, according to the City Global Art Market Chart. Investing in art by the likes of Banksy and Andy Warhol used to be an option only for the ultra-rich like Kiyosaki. But with an investing platform, you can invest in iconic artworks too, just like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates do. So what do you guys think about this? We have Kiyosaki. The U.S. stock market is headed for a giant crash, followed by a new depression. Here are the only three assets he likes as protection. Gold, silver, and Bitcoin. Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right, let's take a look at article number three. What happens if Elon Musk sells 10% of his Tesla stock? Some think it would be catastrophic. Others reckon it would just be a flesh wound. Elon Musk isn't known for letting opinions stick in his gullet. Instead, he seems to enjoy playing with stock prices and valuations, not to mention cryptocurrencies, like others enjoy peeling the label off a bottle of beer. For many investors, many of whom were inspired by the corona effect, where boredom, disposable income, trading apps, and lockdown led to many inexperienced investors getting in on the stock market with a bit more of an appetite for risk than the previous demographic. Elon's ability to spike or tank a stock or cryptocurrency has proved a best a lucrative enterprise and at worst a fun game. But there's a dark side. Musk's tweets could lose you a lot of money if you take them as gospel and put all your eggs in one basket. Or if a company you have invested in happens to be on the rock side of one of them. And if the Tesla founder's comments on Bitcoin earlier this year weren't warning enough, his latest spate of tweets illustrate clearer than day why you should always have a diverse portfolio and never make rash decisions based on groupthink or hype, as this writer learned the hard way. To his credit, Musk has told people Tesla is overvalued before, though it is possible he is trying to build a reputation for honesty. While also subtly spruiking his uh, company, he, as he also said, he has still thought it would be worth more in five years. Despite being overvalued at the moment, he made that comment. His latest tweet, however, had some Tesla stockholders quaking in their boots. His tweet, much is made lately of unrealized gains being a means of tax avoidance. So I propose selling 10% of my Tesla stock. So, he then asked followers, do you support this? 
At the time of writing, 57.9% of respondents out of 3,519,252 votes had answered yes, and 42.1% had answered no. In another tweet, Musk added, I will abide by the results of this poll, whichever way it goes. Note, I do not take a cash salary or bonus from anywhere. I only have stock. Thus, the only way for me to pay taxes personally is to sell stock. Jordan Hodges, an American actor, screenwriter, and producer known for his role as Noah Daly in the 2014 drama film Sand Castles, commented on Musk's tweet, writing, he has something else planned here. Might take us a minute to see it. Elon is a ninja. He never 2D. So here, Trenton says, more like guilt-free way to sell at the top of the bubble before the correction, so no one can attack him. Dave Lee says, hey, Elon, lots of sites out there that offer paid Twitter poll votes for cheap. This poll can be easily manipulated by those with strong financial incentives. He has something else planned here. Might take us a minute to see it. Tesla investor and host of YouTube channel Dave Lee on investing. Dave Lee commented that, hey, Elon, lots of sites out there that offer paid Twitter poll votes. This poll can be easily manipulated by those with strong financial incentives. Another Twitter user accused Musk of being a coward. It's cowardly to deflect this decision to your followers. Take some responsibility for yourself. You have the ability to help so many people by paying your fair share of taxes. No debate is needed and certainly no polls, just to be a responsible citizen and pay your taxes. This Twitter poll decides the fate of $20 billion of Tesla stock. Verified Twitter user Mr. Beast wrote, Musk's tweet also highlighted the distrust many wealthy and, for that matter, poor Americans have of how the government spends public money. With various Twitter users, including wealthy capitalist Peter Schiff, suggesting Musk would be better off helping the world privately. Schiff wrote, from a diversification and valuation perspective, the sale makes a lot of sense. The fact that you'll have to pay taxes on the proceeds, however, is not a net benefit to society. The public would be better served by you wisely investing that money rather than government wasting it. Many other Twitter's uh, users bemoaned the tweet, fearing a stock price crash on Monday. Twitter user Corey Winheimer wrote, you do realize that Tesla stock will now tank on Monday because of this, thus ending the awesome run the stock has made the last month. Posts like this is taking money out of the pockets of the people who have believed in you and your company the most. Other users said they must thought Musk had no choice but to sell. One wrote, if he did your research, he has to sell his stock in order to pay taxes on his stock options that expiring in the money. His tax bill is going to be massive and needs to, be, needs to do this by the end of December. He literally has no choice. Oh man, Tesla is 1% of my portfolio. Good luck. At the time of writing, Tesla stock price is down 7.82% today, but is still compared up compared to five days ago. Many are currently waiting anxiously to see what becomes of Tesla share price in the coming days. What will happen if Musk sells 10% of his Tesla stock remains unknown, but many fear it could sink the stock price. But for how long and by how much? Not everyone believes Musk selling his stock will be catastrophic, according to Reuters. Tesla bull Gary Black, portfolio manager at the Future Fund, 
said the Musk potential stock sale would lead to one to two days of modest selling pressure, but said there would be solid institutional demand to snap up the shares at a discount. He is a Tesla bull, though, so he would say that. Reuters also reported as of June 30th, Musk's shareholding in Tesla came to about 170.5 million shares and selling 10% would amount to close to $21 billion based on Friday's closing, according to Reuters calculations. This isn't the first time lately Musk has floated the idea of shedding dollars. Last week, he tweeted that he would sell $6 billion worth of Tesla stock and donated to the United Nations World Food Program if the organization was more transparent about how it spent its money. So there you guys have it. What a crazy event of days. Uh, what happens if Elon Musk sells 10% of his Tesla stock? Comment down below and let me know what your prediction would be. Would it be up or would it be down? Okay, I'd uh, like to take the time just to take a break and say thank you so much to all my subscribers. I've been looking at the analytics on the podcast and a lot of you have been listening on the Apple platform. But again, if you have friends or family that are have Android, they can catch me on Spotify and also Google Podcasts. And if you're in YouTube space, please like, share and subscribe. And also please let your friends and family know that this channel is all unbiased news. So there will be news and updates about good for crypto and against for crypto. So again, thank you for all your support. Okay, let's keep on going. Article number four, Bitcoin. Dealing with this right now will determine the scope of long-term returns. After an hourly candle burst on no 3rd November, Bitcoin is yet again testing the waters near $60,000. At press time, BTC dropped down to as low as $60,050, with fundamental structure looking weak in the short term. However, there is also a train of thought that selling pressure from hodlers is currently getting mitigated and is only a while before Bitcoin regains a second wind in the charts. Yet, it is always difficult to understand entries from both an investor and trader perspective. So in this article, we will try to break down how to deal with Bitcoin during the current market scenario. Does a systematic approach call for on-chain? Understanding the value of on-chain was highlighted in our previous article. And currently, Bitcoin's market value to realized value ratio can be extremely valuable. According to sentiment, BTC's 30-day moving average value was dropped down to a low last week, witnessed over a month ago on 30th of September. Now, the moving average is an uh, essential metric to set up buy or sell orders, and usually a lower value indicates a buy signal. However, if the chart is closely observed, the 30-day moving average value often drops further down before reversing. Further, it means investing at the first point of negative territory is also not an ideal situation. From a futures market, a similar bearish reversal was taking place after a consistent drop in put-call ratio value since the beginning of last week. The ratio is beginning to rise up, indicative of rising puts contracts. So the correction could be prolonged for Bitcoin, and the recent drop in Bitcoin options open interest also suggested the same. In fact, a drop in OI has also been identified during bearish markets as BTC option traders are more bullish swing traders than bearish. So Bitcoin market psychology, investor versus trader. 
in order to justify the point of view for both trader and investor, we would be classifying this section into zones. Now, from a spot investment perspective, $60,000 is a good buy range, but there is a high possibility that BTC might drop down to $56,500 in the short term. With Bitcoin invalidating a major head and shoulder bellish pattern, reaching under $60,000 can not be dismissed. However, $60,000 is a strong support. A safe strategy would be setting up 50% of the capital decided to invest at $60,000 and setting up the other 50% at $56,500. Now, for a trader, the safest bet is to avoid entries near the $60,000 mark. Any leverage trade around this market, whether long or short, is a high-risk, high-reward strategy. In case of a bounce back from $60,000, leverage traders should wait for a positive close above $64,000 before setting up a long order. If Bitcoin drops below $60,000 and a long order nears $56,500, would possibly pay dividends. Rest assured, Bitcoin should go up in the long term unless it breaks below $53,000 at breakneck speed. But dealing with entries in the short term will determine how much profit can be acquired in the long run. So what do you guys think about this? Bitcoin dealing with this right now will determine the scope of long-term returns. Comment down below and let me know what you think. Okay, let's take a look at our main topic today. It is three metaverse cryptos to buy as decentralized virtual reality takes off. In recent years, as the metaverse has evolved from a tool for social contact to one that can be used for employment or other types of entertainment, there has been a revived interest in the sector. As a result, metaverse cryptocurrencies continue to gain traction in the digital money market, and investors are particularly interested in metaverse cryptos which are digital currencies coupled to decentralized blockchain virtual realities where people have the last say in how things are done. Since internet behemoths like Meta Platforms Inc., formerly Facebook, aim to dominate the market, these metaverse cryptos are considered a method to undermine their ambitions while still pushing the industry into new frontiers. Anyone and everything can exist and do whatever they choose inside virtual reality. Meta understands this, positioning itself as a dominant force in the rapidly emerging new frontier of digital communication. The company's rebranding to Meta is accompanied by a sneak preview of the firm's upcoming Metaverse. Meanwhile, economist, investment strategist, and former hedge fund manager Raul Pal stated, quote, make no mistake, Meta hyphen Facebook with DM and the metaverse experience is a way to onboard billions of people into this world of distributed uh, ledger technology. He added, this is what adoption looks like. It may not be what you want, but it is what it is. Again, we have the choice to participate or not. This is very different from the physical world. Your opinion of meta is just a matter of where you hang out. So decentralized metaverse. Nevertheless, there are plenty who do not want this contentious firm involved in something consumers appreciate for its liberties. Meta's rules and algorithms still apply inside their metaverse, and many prefer their own regulations and freedoms of speech. Decentralized metaverses on the blockchain allow users to do precisely that. Users may self-govern and use a centralized digital idea to finance their own digital economy, frequently translating to real-world advantages. Listed below are 
three of the most popular metaverse cryptos are currently available. Number one, Decentraland. Decentraland is a popular virtual environment for individuals who seek to mix blockchain with digital sociability. A virtual economy powered by the MANA token generates real-world passive income for its users. Users create an avatar and can do almost whatever they desire. One may communicate, play games, or travel to a virtual casino. Recently, the network started holding massive virtual music events, starting with Metaverse Festival. Users may earn and spend money on Decentraland, like real estate. The network trades in land parcels. Users may claim particular plots of mapped land in the metaverse and develop them in their chosen manner. These plots may be sold if desired. Aside from land arbitrage, developers may gain by selling non-fungible cosmetic products on the Decentraland marketplace for mana. Due to its existing virtual community, Decentraland has an advantage over other digital companies aiming to profit on the metaverse. It began in 2015, became 3D in 2017, and has been expanding ever since. Growing on structure and funding from early investors has helped it obtain important cosigns. Currently, MANA is trading at $2.78, down 5.45%, and in the last 24 hours, and down 13.05% over the last seven days with a market cap of just over $5 billion. Notably, Decentraland's price has spiked in the last month, going from $0.80 cents to at one point reaching a high of mana rose to an all-time high of $4.69 before cooling off. Number two, Engine Coin. Engine has ambitious aspirations to assist initiatives in its ecosystem geared toward creating a decentralized metaverse, according to its recent post. As a result, on November 4th, the blockchain-powered gaming platform announced the formation of a $100 million fund. The Affinity Metaverse Fund, as it's officially known, was established with the primary goal of assisting its partners in the ecosystem and promoting the creation of a decentralized metaverse. In order to aid and encourage development on metaverse projects on Affinity, the Affinity Metaverse Fund was established in conjunction with Polkadot Engine created a blockchain network for non-fungible tokens. In particular, the fund will assist companies in developing collaborative NFT projects on Infinity and Polkadot that will include assets that can be used across several protocols and chains. As part of its funding strategy, Engine intends to invest in gaming projects across all platforms, as well as protocols in adjacent areas such as mixed reality, which is an experience that combines elements of both augmented reality and virtual reality. Esports and immersive entertainment, as well as virtual events, among other things. Currently, ENJ is changing hands at $3.35, up 2.34%, and up 25.38% over the previous seven days, with a total market cap of $2.8 billion. Number three. The Sandbox. Currently ranked third highest among the metaverse tokens is the Sandbox. Virtual worlds may be created in Sandbox, such as in Decentraland, where developers can create games and sell products, as well as utilize the platform to make connections and have fun with others. Sandbox users may get the most out of their experience by purchasing and developing land, just like they do with Decentraland. This property may be used for any purpose one desires, and both individuals and businesses hold plots. 
It is possible to generate actual revenue using sand in the same way that Decentraland is possible because of a marketplace. An impressive roster of sponsors may many fields of pop culture contribute to the platform's growth by encouraging followers to engage in it. The Walking Dead and the Smurfs are among the television and film properties that have partnered with Sandbox to advertise the game, including singer Snoop Dogg and Dead Mouths. One of the most compelling arguments for Sandbulls is not just the front-facing sponsorship agreements that the team has signed, but also significant recent investment in the network. Boosting confidence, investing $93 million in a network is Japanese holding company SoftBank. This influx of funding has a good chance of accelerating expansion to the point where it overtakes Decentraland as the biggest metaverse network. Currently, Decentraland's mana has a market value of $5 billion, while SAN has a market capitalization of $2.3 billion. At the time of publication, SAN is trading at $2.64 0.84% in the last 24 hours and 42.59% in the last week alone. So there you guys have it. Three metaverse cryptos to buy as decentralized virtual reality takes off. Comment down below and let me know what you think about the three. Mana, Decentraland, and Engine, and basically Sand. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think about it. All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. So what we got here is Bitcoin at number one. And we're going to refresh it just one last time, just so we can make sure we get the up-to-date prices. Bitcoin, $65,321. Ethereum, $4,709. Binance Coin, $639. Solana at $245, Tether at $1, Cardano $2.05, XRP $1.26, Polkadot $52, Dogecoin at $0.26, and last but not least, US Coin at $1. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the Crypto Take podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Get all your news about crypto unbiased news so for crypto against crypto all ins and outs in it so other than that please catch me on apple spotify google and youtube space please like share subscribe until then have a great crypto day and i'll see you guys in the next one peace